Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. This is war. There is so much bad news going on in the world, the war between Russia and Ukraine, the threat of that war widening to a clash between superpowers and nuclear annihilation, the faltering and failing U.S. economy, high inflation with high prices for food, gas, and shelter, terrorist attacks against the Jewish people in Israel, the looming Iranian threat to wipe Israel off the map our own absolutely corrupt U.S. government with criminals, thugs, and thieves occupying the highest offices in the land, in the Oval Office and courthouses, our more than 900 January 6th prisoners languishing in the Washington, D.C. Gulag prisons, the child mutilation happening on a wide scale because of the transgender brainwashing agenda in our schools, human and sex trafficking, All of this makes me so angry at the evil, the corruption, the injustice. And my heart is so grieved with the suffering of our children. It makes me weary, and I wonder when, when, Yeshua, will you come back and set things right? It vexes my spirit and makes me so weary. I know others are starting to feel weary as well. I want to encourage you with these words from the book of Daniel 7, 17-27. I believe it explains what is happening right now in the earth, what we are going through right now, and how in the end, God wins. Daniel 7 These great beasts, which are four in number, are four kings who will arise from the earth. But the saints of the Highest One will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, for all ages to come. I desired to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its claws of bronze, and which devoured, crushed, and trampled down the remainder with its feet and the meaning of the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up, and before which three of them fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth uttering great boasts, and which was larger in appearance than its associates. I kept looking, and that horn was waging war with the saints, and overpowering them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Highest One, and the time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom of the earth, which will be different from all the other kingdoms, and will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. As for the ten horns, 
Out of this kingdom ten kings will arise, and another will arise after them, and he will be different from the previous ones, and will subdue three kings. He will speak out against the Most High, and wear down the saints of the Highest One. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law, and they will be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. That's forty-two months. But the court will sit for judgment, and his dominion will be taken away, annihilated, and destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the Highest One. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. Daniel 7, 17-27 What do we see from this passage? The final and last kingdom just prior to the return of Messiah Yeshua is this fourth dreadful and terrifying beast. This beast tramples on the saints, attempting to tread them down and crush them. The beast speaks out against the Most High, and this wears down the saints. We've been warned in advance of how this beast system operates. They use the mainstream media to speak lies, to wear us down, to do psychological warfare against us, to trample upon us, and to crush us. How do we combat this? First, realize and understand that this beast system is only for a time. It is only allowed dominion and authority over us for 42 months. This will pass. Second, understand that your mind, thoughts, and spirit are under severe spiritual attack. We must renew our minds and restore our spirits by being in the Word of God regularly. Spend time with Yeshua, the lover of your soul, in your secret place on a daily basis. Be encouraged and strengthened in His Word, and in His promises, and in His covenant with you, His saints. Do not weary in doing good. Stay the course, stay on task, stay focused on the mission, and know that God is with you. He will bring you to the finish line. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Devarim, which means words. Deuteronomy 1, 31-46 The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight on your behalf, just as he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you, just as a man carries his son, in all the way which you have walked until you came to this place. But for all this you did not trust the Lord your God, who goes before you on your way, to seek out a place for you to encamp, in fire by night and cloud by day, to show you the way in which you should go. Then the Lord heard the sound of your words, And he was angry and took an oath, saying, Not one of these men, this evil generation, shall see the good land which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it. And to him and to his sons I will give the land on which he has set foot, because he has followed the Lord fully. 
The Lord was angry with me also on your account, saying, Not even you shall enter there. Joshua the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall enter there. Encourage him, for he will cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, who you said would become a prey, and your sons, who this day have no knowledge of good or evil, shall enter there, and I will give it to them, and they shall possess it. But as for you, turn around and set out for the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea. Then you said to me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will indeed go up and fight, just as the Lord our God commanded us. And every man of you girded on his weapons of war and regarded it as easy to go up into the hill country. And the Lord said to me, Say to them, Do not go up nor fight, for I am not among you. Otherwise you will be defeated before your enemies. So I spoke to you, but you would not listen. Instead, you rebelled against the command of the Lord and acted presumptuously and went up into the hill country. The Amorites who lived in that hill country came out against you and chased you as bees do and crushed you from Seir to Hormah. Then you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord did not listen to your voice nor give ear to you. So you remained in Kadesh many days, the days that you spent there. 1 Chronicles 26.12-27.34 These divisions of the gatekeepers were named for their family leaders, and like the other Levites, they served at the house of the Lord. They were assigned by families for guard duty at the various gates, without regard to age or training, for it was all decided by means of sacred lots. The responsibility for the east gate went to Meshalamiah and his group. The north gate was assigned to his son, Zechariah, a man of unequal wisdom. The south gate went to Obed-Edom, and his sons were put in charge of the storehouse. Shupam and Hosa were assigned the west gate and the gateway leading up to the temple. Guard duties were divided evenly. Six Levites were assigned each day to the east gate, four to the north gate, four to the south gate, and two pairs at the storehouse. Six were assigned each day to the west gate, four to the gateway leading up to the temple, and two to the courtyard. These were the divisions of the gatekeepers from the clans of Korah and Merari. Other Levites, led by Ahijah, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of God and the treasuries of the gifts dedicated to the Lord. From the family of Libni, in the clan of Gershon, Jehiel was the leader. The sons of Jehiel, Zetham and his brother Joel, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of the Lord. These are the leaders that descended from Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. From the clan of Amram, Shebuel was a descendant of Gershom, son of Moses. He was the chief officer of the treasuries. His relatives through Eliezer were Rahabiah, Jeshiah, Joram, Zikri, Shelomoth. Shelomoth and his relatives were in charge of the treasuries containing the gifts that King David, the family leaders, and the generals and captains and other officers of the army had dedicated to the Lord. These men dedicated some of the plunder they had gained in battle to maintain the house of the Lord. 
Shelomoth and his relatives also cared for the gifts dedicated to the Lord by Samuel the seer, Saul son of Kish, Abner son of Ner, and Joab son of Zeruiah. All the other dedicated gifts were in their care too. From the clan of Izhar came Cananiah. He and his sons were given administrative responsibilities over Israel as officials and judges. From the clan of Hebron came Hashabiah. He and his relatives, 1,700 capable men, were put in charge of the Israelite lands west of the Jordan River. They were responsible for all matters related to the things of the Lord and the service of the king in that area. Also from the clan of Hebron came Jeriah, who was the leader of the Hebronites according to the genealogical records. In the fortieth year of David's reign, a search was made in the records, and capable men from the clan of Hebron were found at Jazer in the land of Gilead. There were 2,700 capable men among the relatives of Jeriah. King David sent them to the east side of the Jordan River and put them in charge of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were responsible for all matters related to God and to the king. This is the list of Israelite generals and captains and their officers who served the king by supervising the army divisions that were on duty each month of the year. Each division served for one month and had 24,000 troops. Jashabim, son of Zabdiel, was commander of the first division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the first month. He was a descendant of Perez and was in charge of all the army officers for the first month. Dodai, a descendant of Ahoa, was commander of the second division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during his second month. Mikloth was his chief officer. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada the priest, was commander of the third division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the third month. This was the Benaiah who commanded David's elite military group known as the Thirty. His son, Amizabad, was his chief officer. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was commander of the fourth division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the fourth month. Asahel was succeeded by his son Zebediah. Shammah, the Israelite, was commander of the fifth division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the fifth month. Ira, son of Ikesh from Tekoa, was commander of the 6th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 6th month. Helez, a descendant of Ephraim from Pelon, was commander of the 7th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 7th month. Sibachai, a descendant of Zerah from Husha, was commander of the 8th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the eighth month. Abiezer from Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin was commander of the ninth division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the ninth month. Maharai, a descendant of Zerah from Netophah, was commander of the tenth division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the tenth month. Benaiah from Parithan in Ephraim was commander of the 11th division 
of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 11th month. Heled, a descendant of Othniel from Nerofa, was commander of the 12th division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 12th month. The following were the tribes of Israel and their leaders. Reuben was the leader of Eliezer, son of Zikri. The tribe Simeon, the leader was Shephatiah, son of Makkah. The tribe Levi, the leader was Hashabiah, son of Kamuel. And Aaron the priest, the leader was Zadok. The tribe Judah, the leader was Eli- Elihu, a brother of David. The tribe Issachar, the leader was Omri, son of Michael. The tribe Zebulun, the leader was Ishmael, son of Obadiah. The tribe Naphtali, the leader was Jeremoth, son of Azrael. The tribe Ephraim, the leader was Hoshea, son of Azaziah. The tribe Manasseh of the west, the leader was Joel, son of Padiah. The tribe Manasseh in Gilead, the east, the leader was Edo, and the son of Zechariah. The tribe Benjamin, the leader was Jasiel, son of Abner, and the tribe Dan. The leader was Azarel, son of Jeroham. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. When David took his census, he did not count those who were younger than twenty years of age, because the Lord had promised to make the Israelites as numerous as the stars in heaven. Joab, son of Zeruiah, began the census, but never finished it because the anger of God fell on Israel. The total number was never recorded in King David's official records. Asmaveth, son of Adiel, was in charge of the palace treasuries. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the regional treasuries throughout the towns, villages, and fortresses of Israel. Ezri, son of Kalub, was in charge of the field workers who farmed the king's lands. Shimei, from Ramah, was in charge of the king's vineyards. Zabdi from Shephem was responsible for the grapes and the supplies of wine. Baal Haman from Geder was in charge of the king's olive groves and sycamore fig trees in the foothills of Judah. Joash was responsible for the supplies of olive oil. Shitri from Sharon was in charge of the cattle on the Sharon plain. Shaphat, son of Adlai, was responsible for the cattle in the valleys. Obil, the Ishmaelite, was in charge of the camels. Jadia from the Maranoth, was in charge of the donkeys. Jaziz, the Hagrite, was in charge of the king's flocks of sheep and goats. All these officials were overseers of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a wise counselor to the king, a man of great insight and a scribe. Jehiel, the Hakramite, was responsible for teaching the king's sons. Ahathophel was the royal adviser. Hushai, the archite, was the king's friend. Ahathophel was succeeded by Jehoiada, son of Benaiah, and of Abiathar. Joab was commander of the king's army. Romans 4, 13-5-5 Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, or Torah, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. 
If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, the Torah, then faith is not necessary, and the promise is pointless. For the Torah, the law, always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the Torah, the law, is to have no law to break. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him the one who raised Jesus, Yeshua, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Yeshua, Jesus, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Yeshua has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Psalm 14, 1-7 Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks God. But no, 
all have turned away. All have become corrupt. No one does good, not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying to the Lord. Terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy, and Israel will rejoice. Proverbs 19.17 If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 